Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. So Logan, the man of mystery, they call him, the international man of mystery, some might say. Never had that title ever given to me. Well, it's not for you, actually. I was talking about someone else. Oh, well, I was talking about our favourite corporate CEO, Jim Ryan. Actually, it's not, is it? It's Phil Spencer. He's a friend of the show. But Second favourite. Third. Yeah, because Nintendo have Doug Bowser, Mm. but he's only for America and... Don't yeah. really hear from him. Don't not really. I mean, he seems harmless anyway. He's like someone. It feels like someone's granddad. Like he's pretty, just sort of doesn't. He's quite passive. Not really. Doesn't gob off too much. But um, we know Phil loves to gob off, and he even on this when it's about Jim Ryan, he managed to get a little word in as he as he has to do. But Jim Ryan is going to retire. So Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO and President, double title, Jim Ryan is set to step down from his position. In March 2024, the company has confirmed. In his own statement, Jim Ryan cited difficulties juggling his home life in Europe and work responsibilities in North America. Quote, after 30 years, I have made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024. I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company and probably gets paid very well as well, working Mm. with great people and incredible partners, but I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. I will leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world. PlayStation will always be part of my life and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of SIE. I want to thank Yoshida-san for placing so much trust in me and being incredibly sensitive and supportive. So that's what Mr. Ryan had to say. As I said, Spencer had his little sound off. Wasn't didn't slag him off, which was disappointing. But his quick comment was: Jim Ryan has been a great contributor to our industry and a fierce leader in PlayStation. So he has sort of had a little little bite. You don't be saying fierce unless you you're some sort somewhat annoyed. Sort of that's what you expect Vieira to say to Keane. Yeah, we had a fierce rivalry. He was a fierce captain. It's like, well, means he was, yeah. a, means he was a bit of a cunt, doesn't it? But mm. I wish him the best in what he does next. Thank you for all you've done for the community over the last 30 years, Jim. So anyway, we're not going to do war and peace on Jim Ryan. But no. um, he doesn't step down till March, so he's still here now. What I thought I'd pick your brains on is a very difficult answer and a difficult question to ask. But what do you think he's doing it for? I mean, he's in his early to mid-60s. So that would... Re- I mean, if I was... A- even if I was a vice president and CEO, this, which is what he was beforehand, I got to 55, earning that salary, but I'm out of here. I don't need to be doing this anymore, so I'm done. So there's part of me just thinks he's fucking in his 60s and thinks this is annoying to have to go to work every day. And like he does, he does say, working in North America, I assume his days are, he's working a lot later, isn't he? He's been starting later and working later. But some people are speculating it's because the FTC is about to... Well, not the FTC, sorry. The ABK deal with Microsoft is about to go through and that was a black eye. I don't particularly buy into that, but any thoughts on what this Englishman who's been running PlayStation for... 
go four or five years now. Um, he's going to pack it in for. Well, so we're in our mid thirties, yeah. and getting up to go into London is a real issue, right? So imagine those being... trains don't bloody work and they're on strike. Well, huh? That happens. Um, but imagine being thirty years older and having to regularly go over to the US. You'd be like, true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think you just get to a point where you're just probably like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, he might like his job. He might like the responsibility. Obviously, he likes the pay, but he's probably totted it all up and gone, I just don't really want to be doing this anymore. Yeah. And you can completely understand it. As you say, I think you get to a point where it's like, where's the incentive to keep doing this? And yeah. people always, it always annoys me when people do these retirement things and they go, oh, I love the company. I love the. You're doing it for the money. We're all there for the money. That's the because you can't survive in this life without it. It's just not possible. So everyone's there for that. So he's obviously gone, looked at his bank balance and gone, that's fine. The pension's topped up. Let's go play some golf. Yes. And yeah, you can't I mean, blame him for that. Like, you know, it's uh, he's, he's more within his rights to do so. Yeah. I think we'll wait for talking about what he did and didn't do and Goods, pros and cons of his reign once he actually packs in in March, if I remember. I doubt, I doubt I'll forget because the, the news cycle won't let me. Yeah. It, it'll mm. be everywhere. But there's it's definitely worth doing that and seeing mm. if there's going to be a direction change. I mean, initially, these things, nothing changes for a good three to six months. And if there's any change in philosophy, that'll take even longer. You know, we know they've been setting off to do live service potentially more. And, mm. um, PlayStation VR and some strange hardware things with the PlayStation Portal coming, but any changes to that strategy will be years down the line, in which we'll we'll talk about. But Jim will be packing his bags and hanging him up at the end of March, and um, I would say not the most liked of industry figures in in the gaming community. He's a he's not a gamer. It's quite clear that that's the case. Mm. But then again. Do you want your CEO and present to be a gamer if you're running a multi-billion dollar company? Pro- probably don't need to do that. It's more of a business job at that at that stage. And mm. the, the obviously the complete opposite is Phil. Big Phil always gaming, always you know dipping his toes into various games, and you can tell that's slightly different. But I think that's more of a unicorn than we we believe. A lot of the people running these things aren't. Nah. Well, they ain't got the fucking time. Nah. Let's be honest. A lot of them. We've barely got time. Sometimes you think, Jesus. Yeah, is it, no, this is like running it. massive gaming divisions worth billions of pounds. But you often see this throughout companies. Like you look at Lindy Acarino has just taken over as COO, CEO of Twitter. <clears throat> like she's got no presence, if you like, in in social media before. Probably doesn't really no. care for it that much. But she's a good CEO. Like she runs yeah. good businesses. So he's brought her in, and you you think sometimes all that changes is the product. Right, like that's pretty much all you're doing is you're going. You're looking at all the same stuff, so you don't have to be a gamer. And I'd argue you run a better business without being invested in it to a certain extent because you're just looking at the cold hard facts of it rather yeah. than the emotion. Um, but he must have, you know, liked the product, like what he was doing to stick around. If you don't like what you're selling, then no. what you're doing. No, I mean to be fair, he was, he's been there since '94. So almost yeah. the very, very beginning of when PlayStation even existed. So mm. he has been there a very, very long time. And he's done various roles throughout that. But, you know, good luck to him. And uh, we'll probably do a bit more of a deeper dive 
as and when it's appropriate when the actual retirement goes through. There's still time. You might go, actually, one more year, do a Roy Hodgson and come back from the from the bins. <laughs> Gets a bit tricky when people do that, isn't it? It's like, when do you actually uh, take you seriously? Because when he goes again, old Roy, they'll be yeah. like, well, I reckon he'll have to die that fella before. Well, that's he what they s- gives up retirement. That's what they say about Vince McMahon and WWE. Like he kind of got forced out last year because of the the allegations and things and the hush mm. money that was floating around. But then they've been they've done a merger and been bought out by a new company. and He's been placed in another sort of position. He's always going to work there. There's quotes from various people saying, "I'm going to die working. I'm going to live to my 120." He says. <laughs> well, his mum. His mum lives to like nearly 100. So it's in the gene pool that he may well be outliving us if we're not careful. The genetic jackhammer. Anyway, (laughs) this is Idle Game Chat, Digital's (laughs) flagship video game podcast. You've got Apps and Logan here to talk about various gaming topics. And we'll give you some impressions of a game that we've been playing lately at the end of the podcast. This is a grassroots and independent endeavor. I need to remind people that. There ain't nothing happening here, money-wise. It's just anybody on Twitch or anyone on Patreon. There's no ties to any. There's no ties to Jim Ryan. Certainly, there's no ties to any of these companies. This is just gamers playing games or trying to play games. Sometimes you can't even get on because it's always online. We talk about these problems when they pop up, but it is completely independent. And the grassroots element—you can make your own mind up as to what that means. But Logan's our resident referee. He's also our Grand Prix winner, so he's taking on. Parky in the FGL Championship, which is what I'm going to transition into now. A quick update. Mm-hmm. We've actually had a few games come out. So, EA Sports FC 24, 77 at the moment. Salmon has got this in the Grand Prix. So, in that wretched competition, which is hard work for everyone, it's picked up a 77, which th- this is a significant game because it's not. this is the same team, the same game, essentially, as FIFA 23 was. Obviously, we know about the licensing that EA decided not to renew with FIFA, so they won't have that stamped on the on the front of the box. The player licenses seem to be very similar to what they had before, so you're not going to lose teams and whatnot. It's not going to be like Pro Evo where half the bloody teams are missing. It's just Manchester Reds. Manchester Red and Man Blue or whatever it was. North London Red. North London. What are you doing? <laughs> Well, back then, though, it was helpful because you could just download a save file. Yeah. At least on PlayStation, you could download a save file and some poor scrub had already done everything, updated it all. Nowadays, given how closed off people's accounts are from one another, you can't really share save data. No. Um, so I don't know how they were doing that. I, I, I remember playing one of them. Maybe it, was, maybe it was PS4, and I think there was still a way to do it, but... It's like called edit data. Yeah, anyway, I'm going down a tangent here. But EA Sports FC 24, I, I'm actually more interested to see whether there is any any drop-off noticeable or uptick in sales and whatnot. Because yeah. we know it's the same game, but does mm-hmm. everyone who plays FIFA? I suspect they do because they're like, where's my football game this year? It's September. I'm used to playing it. Oh, mm. EA Sports FC, what's that? Oh, it's the FIFA guys. But yeah. We'll park the reviews for a second, but just on this name change, where do you think it's going to go? Do you think it will make any material difference when we get the data probably in a few weeks? Um, I think there might be a small amount of people that are clueless. <laughs> um, and you get what you're given then. You get nothing. That's your own fault. If you can't 
just search on the internet and find the game. Yeah, I mean, you the, lose out. I, I, to put it this way, it's either the same or worse. I don't think they're going to get mm. anything more than what they usually get. I don't yeah. see any reason why they'd get more. Well, actually, all those Liverpool fans might have come back. Liverpool 2.0 this season, starting off strong. They'll be back now. Huh? Um, oh, it's oh, possible. It's Liverpool 2.0. But they've lost some United fans, so what do you do? <laughs> I think they lost them a long time ago, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle fans are back on it. Uh, Newcastle are, are back one. on the bandwagon, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as they should be. But yeah, I, I, I expect there'll be... The, more, the most likely thing to happen will be there will be a, a small percentage of people that... Uh, haven't realised and they're sort of going, well, I'm waiting for FIFA or so. I was saying like yeah. that and just haven't done their research. So yeah. I don't think it's going to make long-term a massive difference to, to them. It kind of makes sense yeah. not to renew that FIFA licence. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was money just going out the bins for nothing. I think they, they've backed themselves here, knowing that really there's no real competitor. I mean, eFootball is what Pro Evo is now. Yeah. It had already been waning since... Xbox One, PS4 generation, mm. it really blew it, that gen. So really, they're the only dog in town, which is actually quite common for a lot of sports games. You think about the Maddens of society and NBA mm. and whatnot, there's no other game out there. You just kind of have, that's, that's your one game, which kind of renders, in my view, the review scores pretty useless because it really doesn't seem to matter in terms of what they score. The same people will come back and those that dip in and dip out will dip in and dip out. Like, mm. there's no... Unless it was a complete disaster, like a 40, but they've got so many years of experience that they could just roll back to the previous year and it would be fine. It wouldn't be a problem. Logan has unplugged his headset unintentionally, I guess. It's the trouble with wired technology is it can sometimes go wrong. I think he's back online with us, but... There we go. That was some good feeling from me, I think. Get get me on the radio, though, the language. Anyway, let's read one review for EA Sports FC 24. Still an awful... The only thing I will say, the awful name might just cost it out of principle. So I might look at that. Well, I think I, it I, should just be FC, FC 24. And then that's kind of, like, doable. Mm. But EFC, EA. EAFC, is that... Yeah, I don't like it. I'm going to pick... The review synopsis here. And I'm actually oh, going to go to our favourite. Fa- well, there's a good reason for this. Hobby Consolas, which we like yes. to... Yes! Well, Hobby Consolas. We need I, a jingle. I didn't want to pick some Americans. because <laughs> they don't know what's going on in the football world. And yeah. Spanish know their football. And this is this is reviewed in Spanish. So I'm yeah. assuming they're at least I don't disagree with that. So that's what we're going with. And it's David Rodriguez. 83 out of 100... So he's using the 100-point scale. Mm. EA Sports Sports FC 24 brings us a little closer to more realistic football. The novelties in immersion are the perfect wrapper for a gameplay that is essentially the same, but that registers more important novelties than we expected. Oh, dear, Dave, what are you talking about? We only regret regret that that it continues to sin... It continues to sin of it continues to sin of continuity and lack the novelties. I think that I don't think that's been translated properly, is it, David? <laughs> He's basically saying that its sin is that it continues to do the same thing, which is ironic, really, because if wow. it's not broke, don't fix it. Approach, surely. No, I do wonder whether there's going to be an approach where 
one of these games, these like mm. sports games, I'm talking about specifically because this the changes technically normally are minimal. Yeah. Say, look, here's EA. Well, this is what eFootball tried. It's fair. It's not doing gangbusters. Let's say that. But here's I know the, where you're going to go with this. Here's the game. You buy yeah. it. It's now an ongoing yeah. service. Yeah. We subscription jobby. But I mean, yeah, it's even a subscription. Like you just free to play. Well, and it's not subscription, but you lock a lot of the good stuff behind. You stay eight quid a month. Mm. You'll make back the 60, 70 quid mm. that you would have got easily in that year if you were the, if you're talking about the game publisher at this point, you'd make more. Mm. And you'll have a revenue that's coming in sort of trickling along all year. But mm. who's going to take the well, risk? Do you want to chuck that? I mean, the thing is, you could do that and not have to chuck out a new game and just release incremental updates. But. Mm. They must have done the maths and gone, we can get away with releasing a new game every year. Oh, yeah. Getting that wad of cash in and just doing a squad update and yeah. a few novelties. They and they get clapped in. They are absolutely getting away with it, that's for sure. But, yeah. Because they don't need a yearly release. No. Like, it really doesn't. It, 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 as I say, they just do a few quality of life things. And, yeah, they probably are working on what we'd call immersion elements and adding in a few bits celebrations and yeah all that kind of stuff and you have to say though you do New have high to say promotion that, well it annoys me how they sort of say built from the ground up new no. and it's well no. I, i'm not convinced about all that invite stuff. invite me around the office and i'll look around and see if that was built from the ground up i bet it weren't unlikely no. is where i'd sit on it but um they do they have got a good product like they have got a good mm. core mm-hmm. product it does mm-hmm. look good um, you know, I'm not interested in, in playing it anymore, no. particularly. I just feel like I'm worn out from it, to be what honest, if, completely. What if Angeball did propel Spurs to the top of that league? Would you then be like, oh, I'll no. be, I'll be Angeball, no? Is it Angeball? Is no, that how you say it? Angeball? Yeah, yeah. Not Angeball. 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 Right? Yeah. No, I, no. I just don't find it fun to play. Yeah. Like the the fun used to be, and when I even did like to play it, it was largely playing against friends and doing stupid matches. Like me and Pete would just pick random international teams. Yeah. And like the favourite one to do was the USA against Switzerland. Like <laughs> and he was just uh, just taking stupid shots and like it was never really taken seriously anyway. And I did a bit. I dabbled in Ultimate Team. I think you did as well for a bit, or maybe I've made that up. No, no, I I played it offline yeah. for about yeah. a week, and I was like. I don't know. I, I got annoyed that I signed like some, probably like Rui Costa, like yeah. a legend on like a, I thought, oh, I've got him in my team now. Not realizing he could play two games and he was off again. I was like, what? Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that you had to fucking get them for a set amount of games and renew or get a new person in. So I was like, I ain't doing this. Yeah. I, I it's away from it all. So, so that's yeah, the, that's yeah, the I, cash I mean, cow, that ultimate team. It is. That, yeah. It's 100%. Just, it's the absolute money printing of, of the century. And I always wonder yeah. if they made that part free to play, would they get more people in, more engagement, mm. more micro? Like, would they would they in turn yeah, yeah. be able to make up for? And you just keep yeah. like the other most p- people part of the pl- buy it though. Like, yeah, exactly, most they buy people it anyway. do buy it for that. The truth, like, they will pay it. That's what people are playing. Like, mm. and that's how basically FIFA's evolved and football games evolved to be this like ultimate team thing. I think that's another reason why I've lost interest. Like things like co-op seasons used to be really good like you yeah. get sort of three four five of you and you're all a position and doing 
Like that's a good concept and a good mode. But yeah, I just I just think I'm just bored of it. And it's yeah. a bit like I did COD and FIFA for so many years in that kind of rotation <laughs> that I'm just yes. like didn't we all just just not not really into it anymore i think i've just basically grown out of it but it's still got a huge audience oh. you know still so many people that buy and play and plunder their money and time into it so it's ticking the box for somewhere but i guess i get my sport. feel from spreadsheet well i get my feel from spreadsheet simulator then i yeah i mean that's that's it's kind of we've got a review kind of f123 in the near future mm. and i'll talk about that particular conundrum where there's an F1 manager game out there and like the playing of F1 23, which is more of a, obviously a racing mm. game. And I do find the racing just more taxing. You can't, you have to be so switched on. It yeah. gets tiring and stressful. Whereas, I mean, I used to get fucking livid at football manager. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it was, I was never annoyed at myself. No, was, it was no. It was those little dots. Why are you around. doing what you should be doing? Yeah, I was never. Yeah. And whereas in the in in FIFA or in EA Sports FC now and F and F one twenty three, I've only got myself to blame if I go off that course or if I fucking make a poor pass. <laughs> I mean, the game used to cheat anyway. FIFA definitely used to try and cheat. I remember one time I was trying to go and beat him throughout the season, and for mm. some reason against Wigan, the team just couldn't control the ball. Like you'd pass it to him, everyone was having a heavy touch. <laughs> I got so fucking angry. It was about 11 o'clock at night. Woke everyone up, got told off. I won the match eventually, but I just knew the game was trying to fuck with me. It really, I went unbeaten in the end. But... Was it a rubber banding, basically? Mate, That's what that is. Yeah. I, was... I know. Uh, it, the, you do get times like that. And I used to play it and you'd shoot and it'd just like never go on target. Or you'd right. do something. You'd go, well, as you, like, the keeper just keeps it. And you just go, what is going on here? And then your keeper would like clap one in. Script you go, in. That's what used to call yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it felt a bit like that. But um, yeah, I think overall, you know, it's still a. You can understand why they keep pumping it out. Same with Call of Duty and all these big cash cows, is because they are exactly that. But yeah, yeah, review scores are ultimately. I mean, I find it weird that he's even put this in a fantasy team because. Well. It's just easy, isn't it? Easy street. You know, it's going to come out. It's really, it's coming out, but it's never. You know, they're never going to be the upper echelons, echelons of, of the scoring. They're always going to be between that 75 to low 80s yeah. point, I think. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be in, fine. That, in that window. Yeah, I saw the BBC had done an article on EA Sports and, and FIFA name change and whatnot. I had a little read through it. It seemed relatively well informed, but it'd be interesting to see if it is indeed a gamble or not. That's kind of what I'm more interested in. But for Salmon, he logs himself a nice 77. Next one is F099, which was Hall's transfer the other week. He's sitting on an 83, but still only has five reviews. So someone could make or break that game. They could come along and give it a 10, or someone could come along and give it a four and really crap on that because there's just not enough reviews there. Um, mm. I, I think he's somewhat lucky that it's got five and enough to get a score because there was a chance where it wouldn't it wouldn't register. What's the minimum um, number for a score? One, I think it's four. There's four. So actually, yeah, in in their review page, this is open critic we use. Mm. There's four top critics, and the top critics are the ones that go towards the aggregate score. So I think four is the number. Right. Okay. Got um, 
We've got Jess Lee from Digital Spy. I gave it four stars out of five. Logan's favourite. A satisfying blend of high action, chaos and strategy makes a glorious revival of the F-Zero franchise stand out. Let's hope it won't be another 19 years before we get another game in the series. So I was thinking, my, when Hall put this in, I thought this is a risk. One, because it might not get reviewed, which it has, that's fine. But I was wondering whether people would be spiteful towards it because they didn't want this version of the... They didn't want a Battle Royale version of F-Zero. They wanted a new yeah. F-Zero or they wanted F-Zero X back mm. how it was available. But it seems to yeah. be not being crapped on, so he may well have pulled it out of his ass there. Um, <laughs> I've got no intention of playing this because I don't think I've even got Nintendo Online anymore. I think I've let that No, lapse. I don't. I've never had it. I did have it for a few years. Um mm. When I was playing, well, I just had it out of inertia, really. I thought I'll have it, and then I did play those old Mario games on there for a little while. But I think I've mm. done all the ones I wanted to do, up to Super Mario World Two. I would go back yeah. and do Super Mario Land One and Two, but they haven't put Super Mario Land One on there. They've only put Super Mario Land Two on there. So get that sorted, Doug. We're talking about CEOs and leaders. That's a message for yeah. you, Douglas. Get on it. Sloppy. Anyway, Hall's got an eighty-three there. Pac-Man then closes out the week in terms of review scores with Cocoon. The mm-hmm. One of the leads from Playdead did this game and I was teasing him saying that's going to be a real disaster based on Somerville, which came out earlier this year and had some Playdead developers that worked on it and that didn't score very well. But at the moment, this sits on a very respectable 87. Um, it'll be going on Game Pass for those that have got that. So I've pre-downloaded it. I'll be having a go on that. It's a little... Three to five hour game, I think. So that's the sort of a weekend. A cleanser. Or a little palate cleanser. Well, I've got these survival horrors. I need to definitely need a palate cleanser from that dreariness. It's fucking wearing me out playing this <laughs> game. Yeah. I don't know why I get hooked in. I didn't need to go back to back survival horror. Dead Space and then the Callisto Protocol DLC has just been a, a mistake, but we'll get through it. Anyway, Cocoon 87. Let's do Hannah Kim from IGN. Nine out of 10. Cocoon is one to remember. This puzzle adventure builds on ideas from Limbo and Inside, they're the two Playdead games, and creates a mind-bending, world-warping adventure unlike either of them. And this has been getting some real nice reviews that I've been checking in on, so I'm absolutely excited to go in and play it. This is not a Logan game, though. No, none but of the Playdead stuff is. Why is that? Are they too scary? They're a bit eerie. They're not scary, yeah. but they're not. Nah. You don't be sitting there, feet up on the desk, sort of smiling to yourself. You, you're you on the edge a little bit. Yeah. They're a little bit... Um, it's exactly that. Yeah, they're a little bit unnerving. Mm. Yeah, they just don't really appeal to me. Um, it's just not my bag. I have mm. watched some of Limbo, and I can understand. Like, they are good. They look like good games, and I completely get it. But I just, you know, you just go, not not for me. Yeah. Geometric Interactive. They're from Denmark. They're the guys that did it. Um, Danish. But I'll definitely be jumping on this. Um, Pastries. Well, I don't really (laughs) eat pastries these days. Once I've had that coffee, I don't feel like eating anything. um, It helps. But then afterwards, it really fires up. It's like a delayed fire up of the stomach. So this morning, I was up at like quarter to six. I've had two coffees. And then when you say two coffee, do you mean two cafetiers or two cafetiers? Yeah. Yeah. So I I like the way that we don't do like when we talk about coffee, we don't talk in cups. We talk in cafetiers. Well, 
That's for you. I couldn't believe it when you <laughs> said you was having, having yeah, one of those yeah. a go. Yeah, I mean, I've got another one on the go here. So I'll have two cafetiers, a coffee, and then that'll be my lot for the day. Yeah. Which is arguably more than enough, right? I, I, I think it's definitely excessive. Um, only, yeah, I've, after that. I only have like one mug, usually. Two if I'm bored. That's what it's down to. I think this could waste 20 minutes if I drink some of this. After I scold my mouth initially, I've then got to play a little game of trying to drink it when it's optimum range of heat. But what's interesting, yeah, we, yeah. we were speaking earlier in the week about the Americano versus the black coffee debate when you go and ask for one. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you tipped me off to say, don't be asking for that black coffee because they'll just pour it out of that filter that's been pre-batched. Always, if you can, ask for the Americano. It just takes out the ambiguity. Yeah. So I've seen it happen, and I've I've been I I got burnt by this in because uh, I went to Starbucks years ago and I said, "Can I have a black coffee?" And they went, yes. "I think they said like filter," and I was like, "Well, yeah, obviously filtered. Like I don't want instant." Yeah. And then I ended up with this weak filtered old tasting coffee, and I was like, <laughs> "He just poured it out like, of a flask next to his yeah next to his and fucking like, counter." In principle, it should be better because it's been steeping longer, but it's not. It's tossed because mm. you don't get – it's not done at the same same consistent strength. No. So, yeah, ask for an Americano, and they'll always do it with a shot of espresso with water. You don't get yourself snarled up. No. That's... Consumer advice. Yep, so always do that. Well, the thing was, I went when I went to that coffee place, it only had on their board black coffee, and I was a bit like, that's unusual. Yeah, yeah, it and, is, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'm sure I've gone to, like, McDonald's, or at least, mm. I think it's been fed back to me. I've asked the missus to go and gone, oh, I have a black coffee of mine, uh, Americano. And she said they said, do you mean black coffee? And I'm like, well, yes, but I don't want the, the toss. I want the nice stuff. So that's, yeah. that's what put me off always asking for an Americano because some were shrugging shoulders at it going... So it's slightly it. different in McDonald's though because oh, they for fuck's sake. They don't have like a barista coffee machine, do they? No, but it's pretty All nice to be is, fair, they're, they're black coffee. It is. I won't slag it off. For what it is, it's good. Mm. Like it's it's perfectly acceptable and I'll drink it. Yeah. But it's basically like ordering it's like when i get one from work at the coffee machine right it's, it's, it's those, a faux it? a fake yeah it's like it's made with coffee beans but it's not like a properly brewed or barista style coffee is what i'd call it mm. so they get snarled up they don't know and obviously you've got these people at mcdonald's that don't know the difference <laughs> they're just there Pressing do. buttons and doing what they've got to do. Some of them don't know a lot of things based on the interactions I've had, but you know they haven't, they haven't bollocked up an order for a while. To be fair, no, no. You know, KFC more yeah. likely to do that around these parts. The amount of times I've got home and that fucking gravy's not there. Yeah, you uh, have to. And I think you see it before you leave. It's a, now it's a thirty-minute round trip to go back and replace that. It's like it's not worth it. I'm just to sit here without me gravy, which arguably ruins the whole meal. I was going well, <laughs> to say, gravy is almost key. Yes. Like, you, you really do have to have it. But um, I could have just checked in the bag, couldn't I? How can we get I? into this? Uh, coffee. Well, anyway. yeah, but you think I shouldn't have to? No, that's, that's, that's my thing. principle. I, always, that's, I shouldn't have to check your job. I'd rather go home, find out I was wronged and moan about it, than check yeah. in the moment and solve the problem. Because then I couldn't yeah. moan, could I? In, I'd, no. I'd be like, well, it's resolved. So it's... Yeah, you know, that's self-infliction, really. There's definitely ample time just to have a quick check for something like gravy, which isn't. I don't want to be checking the fucking orders and opening the boxes, going, "Oh, you missed the chicken." Yeah. Well, that bollocks. 
I've only got seven bits. This should have been eight. Oh, God. Anyway, Cocoon, go and play it and make sure you ask for an Americano when you go and get a black... Most people, I don't think, drink this black coffee. They're all into that milk shit now. Yeah. It, it annoys me getting stuck behind people ordering it. I think that poor barista is yeah. going to be there 15 minutes trying to put all that fucking pump of vanilla and all this bollocks into it. I know. It's like, I, honestly, a little while ago, I can't remember what it was, but someone went into Black Sheep and they asked for... It was like a coconut, vanilla, oh, God. and something or other. Like, and it, it honestly it had the longest name. And I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? At like, least, at least honestly, order that on the app so they can see it and print it out and do the steps. Yeah, honestly, was, I was like, I literally come in here and I'm like, I just want the basics. Black Americano is as simple yeah. as it gets. All it is is a shot with some water in it. Yeah. And then you've got all this other stuff going on. I'm like, how has coffee evolved into this? Madness, I tell you. Although, like we have discussed, go. we say we want black Americano. The black sheep in particular are doing these long blacks, which yes. may, may be getting signed off for a future... You know, replacement even. So keep an eye on that. If yeah. that's an option for you and you like your, your black coffees, opt for a long black and see how you get on with it. Yeah. Now, I'm told there's no difference. The internet tells me it's just that you put the shot in afterwards or something. There's, there's Why does it shot. cost more then? It's got well, to be. I think Black Sheep put more into it. It says it in the description. Yeah. But if you were to look on the internet, they'd say it's just the way they make it. But Black Sheep mm. obviously took the extra mile and gone, we're going to put a bit of extra... Snazzing that with their already very caffeinated mm. coffee beans. Yeah, is... it's like a quad espresso mm. with some water in it. Is how I'd liken it, Perfect. which is ideal for us. Yeah. Well, there is the argument of why you have hot water anyway, and just just have the espresso. I have done that before, but it feels not quite enough liquid. Yeah, so... you, there's there's an optimum liquid amount that you need, I think, to yeah. make it make it effective. Small one. That's what I'm gonna go for. Anyway. Small, long, black. Thank you. Interesting. Grand Prix. Paper is yeah. leading. Nine games out, 7-11 points. Salmon is second. Nine games out, 7-06 points. Biff is third. Nine games out, 7-04 points. So seven points separating the top three. It's, all, it's going to come down to the last game for those three. Then we've got the mm. next echelon. We've got Hall and Agcock, both with six games. Hall's got 450 points. Adcock's got 449, so one point between them. And They're then we... out of in, they? I don't know. I d- basically, <laughs> basically, the, the, the master man is Adkins. Five games out, 4-3-9. He's 10 points behind Adcock, 11 points behind Hall. He's only got one game less. Mm-hmm. So basically, if he just gets 10 games over the line, he will handedly win, I think. But if he doesn't, if yep. for whatever reason, he doesn't make use of the transfer window, he doesn't take any risks, and he only gets nine games out, it'll be very, very tight still. Um, and the transfer window, by the time this goes public, will be closed. So teams will be locked in. Yeah. September the... We've got, we got 30th, 30th or the 31st? I can't remember in September. 30th. 30th. I don't so that's... 30. That's the last day for people to get in transfers and if they choose to do so. And that's it. Teams will be locked in. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But maybe mm. I'll do like a, once all the windows are shut, I'll do a little deep dive because I can then speak freely. Because people can't. Yeah, I'll do a forecast and people can't go, oh, you're tipping people off, helping them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't listen to me. I'll get it wrong all the time. Cocoon shouldn't have scored an 87. That was down in the 70s for me. So don't be listening. F-Zero down in the 60s. Two blowers. 
Anyway, that's enough for the FGL. Oh, no, Hall, sorry. Hall was transferred out Hollow Knight Silk Song for Detective Pikachu Returns, which is out on the 6th of October. So that's a transfer he's made. Interesting timing on Silk Song because just this past week, the Steam store got a little update, which sometimes suggests that the game's coming. There's no release date at the moment, mm. but it could be one of these little shadow drops. The Game Pass game, so they could just drop it out of their bollocks and say, here it is. Yeah, and that's a that's a high eighties or nineties contender. He's thrown away in the bin there. That's a high value mm. target, but he's obviously going for the numbers. I need to just get the the ten Can he risk it? Can he risk it? But that's um, mm. be interesting to see whether it gets picked up in the free agency pool. Whether it does come this year. If not, that'll be lurking on people's lists. Anyway, coffee and FGL done. Yeah, this will annoy you. The president of Capcom has said he believes video games should cost more to buy. Yeah, this did annoy me. You're right. <laughs> Haruhiro Sujimoto was speaking during the Tokyo Game Show about several topics, including increasing the cost of game development. Sujimoto reportedly said that he felt game prices should reflect these increasing costs and that they're currently too cheap. Quote, personally, I feel the game prices are too low. Development costs are around 100 times higher than they were in the days of the Famicom, which is the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, or the NES. But the price of software hasn't risen much. In fact, some games back in the old 90s were more expensive than they were today. There were games going for 80 quid on that N64. Anyway, yeah. there, there is also the need to raise wages in order to attract talented people. Given that wages, that wages are rising across the industry as a whole... I think the option of raising prices is a healthy form of business. While some publishers have started charging £70, this isn't him, this is just from VGC, Capcom has yet to make this move. So that's worth noting that they're actually their games mm-hmm. actually retail for 54 55 UK pounds rather than the 70 which a lot of publishers are doing. So Street Fighter 6 and Resident Evil 4 Remake this past year were 55 UK pounds. Both scored in the 90s, so high-quality games, if you're to believe the open critic aggregate. Capcom has also announced last year that it would be raising its employees' base salaries by 30% and introducing a new bonus system more closely tied to the company's business performance. Yeah, last year they had a raise of 30%. I mean... And then they expect me to foot the bill for it. Well, my, my read on this is that what he's saying... I think he's just saying, look, we're charging 55 quid. Most others are charging 70. We should be charging 70. Not that 70 UK pounds isn't enough. Just that I think they look at him and think we're one of the very few publishers that haven't made that jump yet. And you could you could make the case that Street Fighter and Resident Evil 4 are high quality games. And yeah. why, why not if that's, if that's the going rate these days? But it's the old age question, isn't it? You get what you pay for sometimes. But Capcom, this is the question. This is the key. Are Capcom crooks of the week? Very close to it with that statement. (laughs) I don't like the idea of just saying something should be more expensive because wages have gone up. It's like cinema prices. 100 times higher, he says. Cinema, everything's gone up, but the, the, mm. the, the goal is scalability of any business. So you want to yeah. be able to continue to produce more at a lower cost internally and to keep yourself competitive, right? Yeah. And there's nothing stopping him charging 100 
£10 for a game. Do it. Other than the see market. Right? But you don't see Ford out there going, cars should be more expensive. Well, charge more then. They you will can charge they get those like. fucking batteries in them. Well, they do already, exactly. yeah, with those batteries in them. That's all you'll have. So um, you'll, you'll just get, it'll be a soft fucking raise. <laughs> and that'll be that. Um, but the point is, is the market determines the price of something. Like, and the good thing for all its criticisms around capitalism is that competition, everything, and innovation drives prices. Mm. Like, and supply and demand it's kind of like well if you start you can charge 100 150 pound for a game if you want but i ain't gonna buy it because everyone will go it's too much yeah. I ain't doing it crooks of the week mm. so my perspective would be is charge what you want because it's a free market but don't be pissing and moaning about it yeah if it goes if people don't respond to that absolutely and we must say that this is for a video game this is not an essential product you know, if this no, was if this was no. clean water or something, then I'll be like, hang, well, hang, hang I on, don't know, well, that's well, costing me more. That water bill has gone up, so that's probably not a good example. <laughs> but you know, people, no, I know what you're saying. You don't be yeah, needing yeah. to play the next Capcom game if you don't think it's worth the money. And like we always, no. always, always say, if you wait long enough, it will come to a subscription service near you, or it'll be in a price range which is palatable to you. And that's when you can dive in yeah. and you have a better game. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. But um, so, I, uh, I think it's a storm in a teacup. But I didn't yeah. like the. Because the, the, I sent the headline well, you, didn't I, to the Doom Crew. Because yeah. I was like, I don't like that. It might be poor translation as well. It might just be how he's phrased it hasn't translated very well. As you said, it might just be saying, look, we could charge more because other games are charging more, mm. sort of thing. Um, but I just don't like the idea of broadly saying games should be more expensive. They yeah. should know they should be cheaper. That's what should be happening. Well. Like you should be between years being competitive to move the prices, relatively speaking, down. If that makes sense, it's like because if I, if wages and costs have gone up a hundred times, a game ain't costing me a grand. Like and it used to cost a no. like. Do you know what I mean though? Like so, it's it's got to no. be relative. Well, the thing that he, um, he doesn't... And obviously, he was just asked this. I don't think he was sitting down giving a fucking financial yeah. dissection. Someone just asked him. He just said it and it got picked up. But the 100 times higher is, is true. I mean, some of the games are costing two, $300 million in UK pounds yeah. to make. But the sales, I believe, have increased in that time. The popularity of yeah. gaming in the console market, I'm talking... We forget mobile. It's a different kettle of fish. But yeah. uh, maybe it's not 100 times, but... You see how many copies Resident Evil One sold, you know, yeah. compared to say Resident Evil Four and Five and sit like, you know, there's mm. more people spending money on this, so the amount of revenue you can get has grown also because the market's bigger, I mm. believe. And someone can correct me, and I won't listen. But yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a storm in the key teacup, but these headlines always get picked up and. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, he doesn't mention that it's, he's talking about £70 and £55, but that's just my read on it, that they're, they're, they're a bit of an outlier at the moment. So mm. it feels like an easy kind of win for them because the market's already kind of saying we will pay £70 UK pounds if the game's good enough. So the market's kind of mm. allowed that in and Phil and Jim have all jumped on it and Call of Duty have been doing it and I think EA yeah, Sport, yeah. you know, there's, there's, it's happening for these big triple a games keeping on the capcom side it's a bit of a follow-up from our last episode we talked about resident evil and death stranding and other games coming to iphone 15 pro uh we've got some prices so resident evil 4 
will be coming later in October. I think it's around Halloween time, maybe the 30th. But the remake will cost 58 UK pounds. Okay. Now, you can download the Resident Evil 4 app for free, which we assume is going to be some sort of demo. But there's in-app purchases which unlock the full game. You can unlock like tickets to using the game to upgrade your, your weapons and whatnot. But the base game, 57.99, 58 UK pounds to play on mobile. Now, we spoke about this last week about how it's good to see AAA big budget games mm. coming over to, to mobile devices. Mm. I mean, look, the game's quality hasn't vastly diminished to, to say that should be worth less. I mean, the game's a little bit older now. You could say maybe it should be. I mean, it costs more than what it costs on PlayStation. That's the thing I can't get at here. Just 55 UK pounds. This is a couple of... I mean, look, from my perspective, I've got no problem with them charging this because the last thing I want them yeah. to do is to say, well, what we'll do is we're going to reprogram the game where you can play it for free, but then you pay micro... Tra- like, sort of... Yeah, yeah. I don't want any of that shit happening. But I just don't see many people who are in that market who we know play the Candy Crushes. I saw people on the trains all week playing Dross. There's a bloke sitting there. He must have been 50-odd. He's playing this game where he's tapping shelves. I don't know if he's matching up items on the shelves and they're coming down. It's changing the items. A whole hour he sat there playing that. Uh, Shelf tapper extraordinaire. Yeah. So... This, does, to me, doesn't feel this will be palatable to that audience. So you're only going to get enthusiasts that want to just mess around with Resident Evil on, on iPhone. But what do you make of this? So I saw something on Twitter where someone's got one of these new iPhones and hooked it up to a projector and a something or other, and they're basically using it as a console. Yes, yes. And, and Didn't look too it's terrible. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's pretty impressive. Like yep. so, when we we spoke last week about the power that that chip's mm. got and its capability, like it, it it has got some snuff. It may well it, be better it, than know. the Switch, as you'd you'd said, and I poo pooed so, it. So, you know, it, it was a bold statement, but it's partly based in what I've seen. Um, so it could really, you know, you're not going to get this on on mid-range devices but even the mid-rangers are, are are semi-capable like this new iphone pro and, and whatnot like it's really got some oomph behind it yeah um time will tell as you say i don't i don't i don't really know to be honest because it seems I've, i maintain that trying to play these games on a mobile handset is the worst way to do it like yep. you're never going to get the good experience and i'm like what you said already i'm sure most to the people that wanted to play these sort of games already played them and they're playing them on PC and, and console. I, I don't see where this huge market for 60 quid, or as good as 60 quid, is is at to play play that Resident Evil game. But mm. that will be the gateway for some mm. reason and others will follow and I'm sure that for, for other games there will be a market. So it's, it'll be interesting. It's not unrealistic to say that one day... There might be enough games on... Let's just use the iPhone because it's the one that's kind of got it at the moment on the Apple mm. Store where you're going to buy the Apple phone anyway. Imagine that. You're already getting the mm. X and you probably... And maybe you buy a, a... Maybe you bought an Xbox Series S or something and you mm. don't really play it that much but you see that there's, I don't know, 25 good games on the iPhone that run well that are usually based on console and you think, well, do mm. I need to get a console? I could just buy... A, a low selection of games, but I can still just pick mm. and choose a few of these, plug them into a monitor, and I'm away. Like, 
might not even have to plug it in. It no. could be done like literally over Wi-Fi, street, be, yeah. like whatever. Like, um, well, that's the so, yeah, future. I think, I think Apple. Well, Apple perhaps not doing yeah. this, but I think that's where some people are looking and thinking could be a way in, could be a gateway. I think it, Keep saying I there's going to be no consoles. This is, mm. you know, you're already going to buy the phone. No one out there has not got a smartphone. So when we get to the stage where nearly all of them can run them, yeah. you've already got the device. So mm. what are we spending 450 quid on? I mean, I would because I like it. Yeah. I mean, we're it's always all in the minority. Because, you know, you look at the size of these consoles and these PCs and they ain't that big for no reason. No. Like, there's obviously a critical mass where they need the size, the cooling, the, the, the grunt to be able to power it to, to a certain level. But... It's it's fair to say that for what they are, they're bloody powerful. These handsets, yeah. Like they are, they've they've really got some. They they've got no right to have that sort of power. Like most mm. people are sitting there, bit of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and sending some WhatsApps. No one really calls anymore. No. Like <laughs> so, and a bit of banking and email, and yet you can play Call of Duty Mobile or like. Or, or, it, it, they've got no right to be able to do it. Well, really. Phil, if Phil's saying he's bringing that full egg Call of Duty to switch once it's all closed you, you bet your bollocks they'll be trying to get that on a mobile eye too if it can yeah. if it's got the guts yeah. for it and yeah yeah um, but yeah I think overall it's 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 an interesting bit of tech because I didn't think we were there yet properly no. but yeah. it feels like we, we we're on the brink and it has to be said when he had it connected up in that to, to the projector yep. he had a Razer cooler on it like oh, so he had okay. a specific like because otherwise basically if you're doing that you're just really pushing that yeah they ain't got the cooling so it's no. just gonna melt um but yeah it kept the point was is it can be done like mm. with some you know with a projector hook up and a cooler on the phone and a, like you're away it's mad absolutely mad we'll be keeping an eye on it I, again i'm super more interested in to see how how well or un, or not well these things do because that kind of dictates appetite from the market. Don't look at that. Don't look at that sales of that that Resident Evil because people will be hyped around it to see what it's like and what you can do. You think I it's think gonna... that will be more than what the average. Yeah. yeah, I think there'll just be this curiosity factor that will play into it to start off with. Ultimately, if in eighteen months' time we've seen more games go down this route, we can safely say there's something there. If mm. these sort of four or five games that we get in the next twelve months, and that's it then we can probably say it ain't working out for them. So that'll be the measure for yeah. me because they, they don't carry on doing things unless they're worth it. And others don't jump on the bandwagon unless they think it's going to be worth it. So they'll have more insight than we'll ever have. So you just mm. watch watch what people are doing and what moves they're making. And then you can say, hmm, maybe there's a market there. Speaking of yeah. the market, video game and console sales jumped in Europe for August. This is the European monthly charts chrissy dring at it again <laughs> ps5 sales were up 197 percent when compared to august 2022 almost 200 percent rise switch was up one percent series x and s down 12 percent <laughs> but uh starfield came in september so that should boost that mm. for september at least and it'll be interesting to see if they can drag themselves out of this downward trend in Europe. 10.7 million video games from AAA publishers were sold across Europe last month. Well, I say last month. It was uh, it would have been August. Some people yeah. listened to this in October, didn't they? 29% <laughs> rise over 2022. 
interestingly, it doesn't include Baldur's Gate 3 because Larian are not part of the GSD panel. So probably would have oh. been higher because that definitely sold very well. Anyway, the yeah. top 10. FIFA 23, unsurprisingly. It's probably the last time it'll be there now that we've got mm. EA Sports 24. GTA 5 lurking. Hogwarts Legacy. Armored Core 6. Fires of Rubicon. Red Dead Redemption 2. F1 23. Diablo 4. Tears of the Kingdom. Mario Kart Deluxe. GTA Online is on there. So they must have have a separate SKU lurking somewhere where you pay... A little bit just for that. I don't know if they separated it out now, but this, yeah, I don't that, know. That's in there. What I was interested in tracking was Red Dead Redemption because remember they released this remaster, yeah. if you call it that, or this port, yeah. and it got to number eleven. So not terrible, but still below Red Dead Redemption Two, below GTA Five, and below a lot of other games. So yeah. I think that I was interested in tracking that because it seemed like no one was happy. Well, I'll say no one. The, the saddos in this bubble weren't happy with it because it weren't up to snuff. It weren't, it weren't very ambitious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder whether the normies would have just gone, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. Yes, please. PS4, but yeah. Yeah. It's um, Nintendo Switch and PS4, that release. And uh, PS4 was accounted for almost two-thirds of the sales for Red Dead Redemption. So Switch people not biting on that, it would seem. Last little bit, and I'll let you get out of here. You're one week into your master race journey, give or yes. take. So Logan's got a PC yeah. capable of playing video games. I thought I'd just check in and see what the week's been like. Counter Strike Two's out. That's a f- yeah. Now, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like they've just yeah. updated CS:GO yeah. and changed the name well, of it. Well, I don't know what they've done in the Steam store. I think so it's... basically, I checked it, and I was like, it was a little bit... I, was, I typed into the search box. I was expecting to see like this to be a run a, like a game to run alongside it. Yeah, but no. CSGO's it's... gone, I think. So the way that I'm initially viewing this is it feels very much like what happened with Overwatch and Overwatch 2. Mm. Like, where there was no real difference between the game and they've basically released some new maps. I mean, look, it has to be said, I haven't played CSGO on a PC, right? Mm. I've seen lots of streams of it. I watched some CS2 stream. I watched Lyric streaming yesterday for a bit. I myself can't tell the difference (laughs) particularly, but I have been told that it looks a bit better, Mm. but... I get this a bit of a tricky one from on that because it's like there's such a huge following of it. Like, do you really want to move too far from what the game already is? Yes. Um, so I think they've changed a few bits around it, but it's, it feels yeah, very much like what they did. It's They've replaced it's it a bit odd. Yeah. They've replaced it because if you do a search for CSGO, it comes up with Counter-Strike Global Offensive on Steam. You click the link and it takes you to the yeah. CS, CS, go, uh, CS2. Two. Counter-Strike 2. So. Interesting. Because um, I know that I was watching release date twenty first of day. August twenty twelve. So yeah, it is. It is that they yeah. just updated the name of that, and obviously they've done a, a, a probably not an insignificant amount of work to update the game. But CS:GO yeah. gone, Counter Strike two now there. Mm, that mm. makes sense because I was watching a stream where it was like a watch party thing, yeah. um, and they took the servers down, <laughs> and then that's what, and that makes more sense now because obviously mm. using the same servers. Um, but yes, yeah, so the CS2's out, which I was was one that I 
earmarked for this PC. So that's already downloaded. Um, well, you've been shunned uh, by Dave saying, well, you're fifth in line if someone doesn't turn up or has a problem. Yeah, not, not I'm off. okay with that well. because I haven't played Counter-Strike since I was about 14. So but Dave the would take paper in a heartbeat. This is the thing. You've got to remember the ability <laughs> that Dave's used to playing with Dross. You can't be any worse than him. <laughs> Really? Well, anyway, I don't know. But I, but I wanted to get a little bit in just sort of by myself or whatever yeah. before that whole competitive element kicks off. So I, I will give that a go. Um, I wanted to uh, try some of the bits I played, like to test out the Xbox Game Pass versus oh, yeah. console piece. So I've tested all that out. I've given Football Manager a go, pulled over my console save and stuff. So that's quite cool that it's doing that. Um and been playing a little bit of Destiny, which has been uh, mouse interesting. And keys. Yeah, mouse and key, yeah. How are you getting on yeah. with that? Well, surprisingly Ooh. well. I'm a little bit like the the mouse now. Bought an expensive mouse and keyboard, which helps. Ooh. I was like, if I'm going to do it, do it. I'll just do it. And then <laughs> there's nothing to worry about. So I've got a nice mouse and everything, and I, I'm comfortable with the, the aiming and stuff. That feels strangely natural. It's yes. like I've slotted back into that quite easily. Still struggling with, like, autonomically knowing where keys are. Sometimes I fumble yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. but um, no, thoroughly enjoying that, actually. I, I, I forgot how much I liked first-person shooters with mouse and keyboard it feels strangely natural mm. um even though i haven't properly done that for maybe 20 years no. which is which seems mad to me but anyway um yeah you know the the pc runs everything on ultra no yeah. problem so everything looks great i've got no worries at the moment about graphical stuff it looks like the nvidia it's all come nicely tuned. I don't have to mess around with any of the graphics card or anything. It all just does that. Yeah. Which is cool. It's surprisingly more plug and play wow. than I you've, had anticipated. You've jinxed it now. That'll absolutely I know. give you fits I know. in the next month um, or so. So, yeah. No, I, I must admit I am surprised at how well the PC was set up for me in terms of just being able to pretty much turn it on and install yeah. what i wanted um built really well the cable management is excellent like it's yeah, so yeah you know I, I must admit i'm i'm really happy with it um yeah. just it's just i'm i'm just gonna have to over a period of time figure out the dynamic of what i want to play where mm. like for example rocket league i ain't downloading it onto my pc because no. it needs a controller so basically i think i'm gonna broadly <laughs> go on the basis that if it looks better on a pc and it's probably better playing mouse and keys then i'll do it but yeah. if it's easier to access and it's console like more of a console game i'll play it on my consoles because there's nothing wrong with them there's no point in binning them um they'll still get some use yeah well we'll check in probably not every week because that might be a bit excessive unless something major yeah. has happened there's been a major malfunction or a, yeah, a, yeah, obviously keep you updated on that. But, um, but no, I was just thought, was it check in with you? Cool, he switched the screens. Unbelievable. I don't know what he's pressed there, but once I've again, nothing. Logan as well. I don't know what Discord's playing at, but we're going to close out this part of the podcast with our our, um, our camera switched, which will put the audience. Off. I think mine's been mirrored as well, which is not helpful. So the, the audio <laughs> listeners don't know what we're talking about. The ones that are watching on YouTube are probably thinking, what are those fucks doing? But it's not my... I don't know what's going on with that. It keeps randomly doing it. 
promise I touched nothing. Well, literally I saw, nothing. I saw a hand go up and go down, so maybe he did. No, but, I was, I was uh, moving the uh, stand, but I didn't touch anything. The well, screen didn't get That's enough, I think. Just moving it might be enough. <laughs> you can't even be touching it. Anyway, we're going to close out with some opinions on Spider-Man Remastered. Both Logan and I have played through it. My third playthrough, Logan's... Mm. Well, it's technically second. He did have a little go at it a few years ago on the uh, PS4, mm. I believe, but dropped it. But yeah. this time got through it all. Both 100%ed it. Both done all the DLC. So that's a fairly meaty chat coming. So Because we're on the road to Spider-Man 2 now. We're not too far away from it. So you'll get mm-hmm. this for this edition and probably give you guys a break and then come back with Miles Morales because that's done as well. So both those games have been looked at. But that's what you're going to get to close out the podcast. Now else for us to be saying here. Other than, we'll see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions. To close out this edition of Idle Game Chat, you got apps here, and resident referee Logan, here to talk about we're both actually here to talk about this because we've both played it and finished it. Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. So this, yeah. is the, this is the remastered re-release, which initially was only packaged as part of a Miles Morales um, like deluxe edition for an extra 10 or 20 quid. You could only get it if you bought Miles Morales and the Super, super Edition. And then subsequently they thought, well... We could be making a little bit more money if we released this separately. We'll get all the, mm. the gullible tykes in like me who bought it day one, get their extra 20 quid out of them, and then we'll sell it again separately for the for the late adopters. And that's precisely what you did. You came in late doors. But um, I've played this uh, well. Yeah. Well, I'll get to it because I do want to ask you a yeah. question around that. Mm. I came in and played the original 2018, it would have been, on the PS4, done it. When the PS5 launched, I got the Miles Morales whatever edition it was that had the remaster. Before I even played Miles Morales, I went back to Spider-Man Remastered, platinumed it, then jumped into to Miles Morales. And then now in 2023, as part of a, a road to Spider-Man 2, I guess, I thought, well, since Starfield, I'm waiting for this DLSS to drop on Starfield for PC. I thought, I've still got time. And I'm not going to be starting mm. that until after Spider-Man 2 anyway now, because I just don't think I'll be able to give it the, the time it needs. I thought, mm. what would be a good use of my time in this sort of month or so, this six-week period? And I thought, well, I know I like Spider-Man, so why not just get this done and get, get prepped for the number two, which I'm almost certainly going to play day one. And that's where I got to. You had a slightly different journey to this, because if I remember correctly... Yeah. You did try and play this many a year ago and it got dropped for some unknown reason. And this would have been mm. the original Spider-Man game, I think, or maybe on the PS4. So yeah, what yeah. happened? Well, what are we doing back I here? I don't know. Why is this I've one getting it. kicked in? I've got, it in the, I've got it in physical as well, which is odd for me. Um, see, I bought it on the PS4 years ago. Um, and I tried to get... I remember trying to get into it and I just, for some reason, couldn't. Like, mm. I think I just got a bit overwhelmed by the size of it. And I was just like, this isn't... I don't know. I just remember just being a bit like, oh. And I think one of the... <laughs> for some reason, I got snarled up on a particular boss or something. I don't know, which is unlike me. Like, I, it, it's not a hard game either. Mm. So I was... I don't know. I was just 
a bit confused as to why I dropped it myself, to be honest. But I did. Um, and I just sometimes with things, you know, you, you drop them and then like bad habits are just gone. Yeah. And gone that's kind of what happened with this. But I've had a bit of. Um, I wouldn't say a change of heart of late. I mean, I have, it has to be said, like, I've upgraded my monitor since that, maybe even twice since I tried to play that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so visuals come into it, like playing it on a higher frame rate, it looking better, and all that kind of stuff, I think it makes it more playable. Um, but I just think I've got more time I, I think a few years ago, I was very much like multiplayer or nothing. Mm. And these seemed like been... a distraction that you didn't want. <laughs> yeah. So I think sometimes the single player stuff was a distraction as opposed to the other way around. And these days, I have moved. I must have moved entirely, but there's no war zone. There's no real online shooter that everyone's on all the time that needs me to be progressing things and doing that. So I've kind of. And I'm liking that as well, it has to be said. Mm. So it frees up my time to do some of these sort of games. Like I did God of War, obviously, as well in that period of time. Like yeah. Some of the original games that I missed out on, and I want to play the sequels, um, I'm now sort of more in a position to go, oh, do you know what? I'll go back and do them. And the fact that they remaster these and release them and package them up with your PS Plus membership, I think is pretty good. Like I've been able to do this pretty much cost-free. Yeah. Or Miles Morales was beyond my PS Plus subscription. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, it's just part of my evolution, I guess. Some would say devolution. So you're going backwards, like this United now. I can't say it about Spurs now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I. The thing is, like, I. I. I I like the fact that they put the effort into remastering them. Like playing it, I think we both played it on like performance with ray tracing. Yeah, and it looks great. Like yeah. I don't see why I'd move it off of that setting because it it runs smoothly. It's silky smooth, and it, it the graphics hold up. I mean, I think what it's a 2018 game, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So it's five years old, but it doesn't look old. It doesn't look like a PS4 game. Like it looks great. So. In terms of like playability and, and and everything, it kind of just ticks all the boxes. Yeah, it's definitely good. This is the advantage of coming in later two games because if I remember correctly, that mode, that ray trace sixty FPS mode, wasn't. It certainly wasn't there for Miles Morales day and date, mm. um, and it came later on. Um, mm. I can't remember with Spider Man Remaster. It may well have been there, but nonetheless, to say that those modes sometimes appear later on in a post-release world and mm. that's one of the advantages of coming many years later is you've kind of got the final finished product there's no more patches that would be going into these games i wouldn't have thought unless they no. discover some critical error that they, they'd missed last time so you're kind of mm. getting the the final polished finished product coming in late and um i think you're right so it doesn't really feel that old um it feels it feels great to play even even all these years mm. on um, worth noting that you've actually finished as, as we record this you've also finished Miles Morales so yes. it, it would be tempting to delve into that but we will try not to because we'll have a separate yeah. conversation when I get round to that um, but just worth noting that 
you may refer to things, I guess, that you've noticed in that that perhaps wasn't in Spider-Man Remastered. And it's only going to be natural, but they <laughs> yeah, are I'm very similar. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I was conscious of that, so I don't think that I'll be sitting here particularly um, kicking its ass for not having things that's in a later game. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm judging it on its own merit more than anything. I think. Yes. So I wanted to just go through some general questions. First of all, the place to start. This is Spider-Man, obviously a Marvel property. What's what's your thought on old Speddings in terms of like ranking him with superheroes? And and, is, and are superhero hmm. games, films, TV, comics, whatever, is that something that you're have been into or not particularly? Or because I've been very much like hmm. I've always liked Spider-Man and Batman, but the rest I don't be mm. caring about. I kind of got forced to go through that Marvel MCU up until Endgame. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that really wasn't the investment of my time in hindsight. But yeah. you, know, you can't avoid it for the cultural references, I guess. At least I've got that in my back pocket. But since then, I've not really engaged with any of it. Other than, funnily enough, the no. Spider-Man films that have come out, mm. like the Multiverses one. I haven't seen the new animated one, but I'll always, yeah. I've always liked Spider-Man and Batman. They're sort of like the two kings of me, both ones from mm. Marvel, ones from DC. What about yourself? Are these comic characters been been something that you've been chasing after, looking for the perfect game to complement this obsession? No, in the short answer, no. So I think I, I did the same I prefer you, Star I, Wars, the, he says. <laughs> <laughs> With the TIE fighter yeah. over, my, uh, over my shoulder. Um, no, I think, I, you know, similarly to you, I got dragged into that. I, I did like the MCU universe and I like superhero movies and I used to love all the original um superman films and everything i used to watch the cartoons i think like mm. most boys well and girls i don't want to go down that route but i think yeah. most gravitate in some way to superheroes um that being said i think some lend themselves better to games and films and like you i've always liked those spider-man films even though toby or toby Maguire didn't really get the best time of things and in hindsight it doesn't look good but the, the reboot if you want to call it that and the whole Spider-Verse thing that's kind of come around yes. is actually, I think, a really good way of introducing... Like It used to be like a spider bit you and then you sort of morphed into like a spider, but it's actually more based around <laughs> gadgets and tech and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's kind yeah, of evolved yeah. a bit over the years. And I think that's the, the evolution's quite good. And the same with Batman and obviously the Superman one's gone really well. I think the trouble historically has been translating that into a game, like mm. an actual, playable, enjoyable game, because some of those mechanics with technology and graphics in the past has probably been well, a bit tricky, right? But I think Spider-Man's always, even when you go back to like the PS1 Spider-Man, I think it was PS1 or PS2. It's PS2 but, one. I think Spider-Man 2, yeah. based on the film, was kind of seen as pretty good effort, even back yeah, then. So there, there have been the, some the, shitters, though. Yeah, yeah there have, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, without delving into it too much, I think, you know, they've struggled to do from my memory at these, I mean, you take Batman, but that's a slightly different, darker take on Batman, the, the Arkham Asylum piece and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which I'm not particularly attracted to, but this is very much a light hearted game. Like mm. it's, it, it feels, I wouldn't say like a kid's game, but it's not directed particularly at an adult audience and it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's humorous. And I'd say it's just an easy play. And I yeah. think that's kind of what I want from a superhero game. Like, superhero genre should be easy to consume like yeah. and lighthearted, in my view. 
Um, and some superheroes lend themselves to a darker side, but something like Spider-Man, who's always been this kind of like jovial, awkward teenager, yeah. I think that the, the game and the way that they've developed it and everything kind of falls right into that. Um, so the short answer to the long one I just gave is I am interested, but it has to be the right sort of... Like I can see like an Iron Man game if they did that right because yeah. of Stark's character like being a a more jovial one to play whereas you can see superman and generally like the dc side of it is a bit more dark i guess yeah it's kind of always been one of the trade-offs isn't it between the two and i know the the fans mm. on each side of their i mean if you're dc fan now you're struggling aren't you? you're looking at what marvel's basically just shitting out content for free and very very popular and they're just sort of stuck mm. waiting for something good to come along i mean i didn't mind it's interesting though because i actually think like in terms of cinematic like mm. I wouldn't say masterpiece, but I actually think like the Batman and the Superman films are better in their own individual way than the Marvel films. But the way the Marvel films and the Marvel universe, the MCU yeah. kind of brings it all together into this underlying and overriding story is quite clever, you'd have to say. Oh, yeah. um, but like you look at some of the historic Batmans and Batman v Superman, I actually think they're pretty good. Um, they're just different um yeah. and they haven't had the same sort of success obviously that no. disney have had in chucking out bloody film every six I, months i forget we had the dark knight trilogy as well which was well thought yeah. of on, on all levels so that that is something to, to note but they've certainly not been as active as marvel and for a long time people would have cited the arkham trilogy if you will like the batman mm. games as probably the best superhero games of all time you've got arkham asylum and arkham city and then arkham yeah. knight which wasn't as kindly looked upon for, for various right. reasons but city and asylum were good asylums uh, mm. very well thought. i love those games i think they were they were great asylum was like a bit more of a linear approach if you're going through the asylum then city was open world um, yeah they first sort of crack at that and it, it translated really well and i think really until spider-man come along they were sort of uncontested on that throne mm. and it'll come down to preference i guess as to which one you prefer and also there will be nostalgia for the arkham games because they're quite old now and mm. misremembering of how good they were, but they were undoubtedly in their at their time fantastic and show gave the roadmap for hey these don't have to be complete dross all the time. We we yeah. can do this if you give us time and you know we have the right ideas and, and pull it together. But mm. no, that's a, that's an interesting recap of that because I think that plays into sometimes the enjoyment of specific properties like this that have mm. which were here before games were even a thing. So comic books and then what have they translated into now. This is an interesting kind of period in which they've decided to start this game. It's not an origin story. It starts kind of seven or eight years into Peter Parker's journey as Spider-Man. Yeah. And they, mm. and more so, you get the, I guess, the origin experience through the Miles Morales game than you would do mm. from this one. But what did you think of that? Because I, initially when I heard, I remember hearing that it was going to start like seven or eight years in. And I was like, ah, oh, what's mm. all this, all this lore that I won't be able to to tap into. But yeah. I think the backpack collectibles that you get and you get a little like voice note does mm. like a half decent job of filling in that time. Like when he picks up old objects, and he's like, oh, this is when I took yeah. on the shocker. And, and you have all these, these little like anecdotes and stories that you can tell just in like a 30 second clip but what did you think when you first sat down he's like oh parker's not in high school anymore he's 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 out mm. in the working world he's not that teenager as you said he's now sort mm. of going through that he's like i guess mid to early 20s at this time and um you're seven or eight years into his journey of spider-man a lot of time and water has mm. already passed 
I liked that. Mm. I think that's that's one of the, the good bits about it is because it's kind of like how many origin stories of this have I seen and over the years. And I think yeah. I've already seen all of that. And it's nice to come in as Spider-Man established. Like, you know J. Jonas Jameson is, largely. You know, most people that are going to pick this game up know MJ. Like, know, yeah. like, all Oscorp and Harry and Norman. Like, all these characters are, like, super familiar to most yeah. people. So it's nice not to have to sit there and sort of feel like Skip. Like, I know Retreading old like, ground, yeah. Yeah, so there's none, none of that. It's kind of like this established story um but it's i say established because it's like obviously we haven't like done certain enemies and things yeah. they're still sort of laying the groundwork for that so it's kind of like you can fit it you can see how it fits into your understanding of the of the kind of spider-man universe but i kind of like that like you can tell where you're at in like the relationship with mj and what, how that's kind of going like um, you obviously got Aunt May there. I don't have to yeah. relive the traumatic experience of Ben dying. That's always a good thing. Yeah. Um, Although you can so, you know, take a picture some... of his grave. I would recommend doing that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, yeah, I, th I think it was a nice point to start. And as you say, there's like nods and things to all the previous battles of when he was at high school with mm. Vulture and all that kind of stuff I thought was was quite good. So... Yeah, I liked the fact that I actually wasn't having to do this. Uh, the, the thing that I hate most about superheroes and games and stuff is, like, you just want to get in there and, like, yeah. feel, like, powerful. You want to be immediately, yeah. Yeah, I hate this sort of, like, feeling of vulnerability because it just isn't enjoyable to me when I'm playing in a, in a superhero game. So the fact that you pretty much come along and and you're capable immediately is is nice i thought yeah i think i think looking back on it i think they, they handled it really well and um it probably would have been awkward having to go through the whole you get bitten and you slowly learn <laughs> your skills like you'd have to have a whole segment of the game where you're not spider-man just to yeah to introduce that so they mm. probably thought we could either do that and then kick things off as as, as soon as you get your powers and do a cutscene, or just say look most of you have some level of assumed knowledge of Spider-Man, who he is, etc. We'll drop mm. some Easter eggs in there for past battles and whatnot, and but we're going to hold back a lot of the, well, not a lot of them, a handful of the enemies to for this for this game franchise mm. to to tackle for the first time. And in this this universe, that's kind of how it's gone. The major controversy though has to be this white Spider-Man suit, this little white spider replacing the the, the black one. What what's your thoughts on that? Because I remember immediately seeing it, thinking Christ. But immediately after about an hour, I was like, "No, this looks better than <laughs> any of the other suits yeah. I think I've seen." So I was actually yeah, well on board uh, with it after a little while. I'd some t uh, we've discussed the whole suit thing, haven't we? And and how we approach it. And there's some on here. Let's be honest, that are just so beyond realistic. But fucking I blue like flames flying out of his head. I was like, "What's this? This ain't canonical." Yeah, there's like Spider-Man noir yes. kind of costume and like all this sort of stuff, but which don't I mean, I'm if people want to have fun and do that kind of stuff and be a bit wacky, then it's cool for that. But um like I like to retain, I mean, I say an element of realism, right? And, and realizing the irony, irony, irony <laughs> of that statement. Um but I like the fact that there's like a couple of suits that are sort of different plays on the traditional suit. And mm. 
I like doing that because it feels like I've kind of like moved my version of Spider-Man in. Like it's kind of like this is yeah my playthrough version and this is the suit that he wears. Um, but I liked that white suit. Like I I think I used that for the majority of the game. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I did. Well, I did. In fact, I didn't. I made a point of not really changing it because obviously you have to change. I don't know if you can change back, but there's like one battle where you've got a specific suit. Yeah, sometimes um, it will force you to use a specific suit as part of like a story mm. beat, but generally you can swap it back and forth whenever you like. And I think yeah, what it does yeah. is it unlocks a certain type of power. That's the, that's the main reason yeah. why I unlock the suits was to get the new power yeah, to use. Right. Yeah. And then I'll just switch back to the original kind of white one. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of like my go-to. Um, I have to say, that's one thing that I did like about it, is that it doesn't lock powers behind suits, which it could have easily have done. So if you want a certain power, you have to wear a certain suit. Yes, and yes. It's, I'm glad they didn't do that, because that would have annoyed me. Mm. I mean, it, we discussed it off uh, off recording when we were texting about it, but you, I said like I basically used the same like suit a super i don't really know what it's called oh, super yeah, power yeah from from the start and i dabbled with some of the others but i was like no like this this one that i like using is for my play style just by far the the most effective so i stuck with that anyway yes um yeah. but i liked the fact that everything's kind of plug and play like it's um, yeah you can just interchange things freely and just build your own bespoke suit and set up and everything without worrying about anything else yeah because that would have been a bit of a stinker actually having to wear the suit that the power is associated with because you might mm. not like the aesthetic of it but you want the, the power yeah. so the fact that once you've unlocked it you can just wear whatever was a was yeah, definitely yeah. a boon to it for sure well let's get into the game it's actually quite a lot of content in the game because <laughs> this remaster edition packages in the sort of free dlc episodes that they released in post mm. so playing through it as a, as a one go like we do is actually quite a lot in fact there's a load here there's tons of stuff here and we both i believe have 100 percented it and you even picked up the platinum i've already got it so i didn't don't mm. get a second one which i think i should get a second one for i'd like the idea of being able to reset your trophies and like just earn Ooh, them do you know what i mean just that's earn, an interesting one yeah, just sort yeah. of earn them again because it was a little bit empty going through it and not getting anything yeah. I was like, i'm doing all this stuff yeah. but i've never really been too much of a trophy haul because i think it can get you snarled up in business that you don't want to be, be be going with so i didn't get to i actually earned randomly enough i think two trophies that i hadn't got from like the dlc part of it oh nice one yeah um, so i was like oh i did get something out of these playthroughs and i could if i wanted to replay it and get a hundred hundred percent there's like an extra new game plus couple of trophies i could do but i really don't like the idea of new game plus ever so i've not that yeah, to be just purely for that that, that that tick off box but i'm not that fussed about it but i mean i don't know where to start really i mean this is this is such a load of content here. i mean let's start with how the game feels to play i think that's the most important thing mm. this is not a particularly well put or good use of the english language i don't think but i just find this game so playable yeah that's the way I describe yeah. it. You just sort of pick it up, and within a few minutes, you're like, yeah. For what could be a pain in the ass, web swinging through a fucking city and fighting mm. goons and dodging and doing all this stuff, it could easily be overcomplicated and feel awful. But from the get-go, yeah. you just think, oh, no, I'm at home here. I know what I'm doing. And that, mm. as, as it goes on, as you get better, I just always noticed I was getting in a bit of a flow state when the longer battles would go on. I'm really 
at one with this at the moment. I'm not these these mm. combos are wrecking up and and whatnot. But what did you make of the the gameplay itself? Yeah, it's as you say, is a player boy is a great word without really explaining much of what we really mean by that. But as you say, the web swinging, you just sort of is just supernatural. And mm. there is a couple of times, like if it gets a bit long in the teeth, we're just trying to get some stuff done where you can fast travel. And I did use that, but most of the time I distance was always ultimately irrelevant because yeah, as you say, you kind of want to just get through this flow where you sort of just web swinging at, at, at it's kind of like, maximum yeah. and it's really satisfying and the way that you're able to transition from like web swinging to fighting and traversing the world and everything it's just so it's really slick like yeah. and it does i feel like it it's it's like an automatic car to me it kind of like <laughs> you're there and you're pushing the pedal but it's doing a lot of the hard work for yeah. you and yeah. i'm okay with that like i don't want it to be like it could, they could easily have made it like R two and L two for like swinging on either side. Well, if like aim just, your web swings or something yeah. like that, it would have been. And it's it had just been a bit of a nightmare. But the fact that it's kind of like you can just go around and it will just attach to anything. Like you got to do is just shoot, shoot and let go. Like it's it is really natural. Mm. And um, the combat again, it took me a little while when I, I remember first playing it, and I was really like. I was like a bit overwhelmed by all the abilities, the gadgets, the fighting combat. I was yeah. like, I don't really know how to utilize all of these to the best. And then on this playthrough, though, I really just sort of swam with it. I was just kind of like, I just get this now. Like, just chuck all the shit out, just use it all interchangeably, and and off you go. And um, it's just a really easy game to pick up for an hour, ninety minutes. Not even that. Even if you just want to jump on for half hour and do a mission, like, yep. It, yep. it's you don't have to be 100% invested in it to get the most out of it like it really is just a pick up and put down game yeah. um, which is a compliment like it's, it, it, you, you can sit there like I did at times for sort of like four or five hours and play it through Yeah. or you can just sort of put it on pause for half hour and come back to it and you won't feel like you've really lost anything um, but yeah you know as I've said in the, in the kind of intro it looks great it feels great um, you know I think it's just such a a good fun game like and i think spider-man always translates well into that anyway but they really did now the traversal traversal of the environment for me and obviously once you lock some of the later abilities where you can sort of keep yourself in the air longer and yeah. push yourself off stuff you can really get that momentum going so uh yeah no it's it's really well executed yeah i think the only place it kind of stumbles a little bit and falls down is when you're not web swinging and when you're not fighting, like if you're crawling on a wall, it feels a little bit, it feels a bit like fucking slow. And then if you're ever walking around on the, on the floor, which we don't need yeah. to do really, he feels a little bit stiff and whatnot. But out, mm. outside of that, like you won't be spending more than 5% of your time ever doing those activities. No. It's no. not really a problem, but that's something I would look at perhaps as something to, to, to improve upon on that. But, all the other stuff, all the way they blend the gadgets in, the way they refill, your focus bar sort of going up and combos mm. building. And yeah, the way you can string together some of the combo, uh, sorry, the gadgets to really devastate. Like <clears throat> there's one where it's like a web bomb where you chuck it at them and it, it just sort of ties about four people up immediately. If mm. you then use a concussive blast, then you're a wall, it will stick all of them to the wall yeah. almost straight away. Yeah, yeah. Like you can really just start to dominate large groups yeah. of people with that. 
And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, Some you of can... the later catches are brilliant for that. Like they're meant. They're, you can tell as you earlier on, it's kind of like meant for smaller crowds. And the yes. ones you get later, like where you can lift them up and. As yeah. you say, you can really tie them together. And some of the challenges basically teach you to do that as well, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, I like think the game's one of those... pretty good at educating you, yeah, I think. That was definitely something that I wasn't doing until I did one of the challenges. And I was like, oh, it wants... mm. this is actually a really devastating way to yeah. use this. And yeah, yeah. It sort of became natural. Because I've played it three times now. I knew that from when I started. So I was immediately just, just doing it. And yeah, it's um, it's really, really good from from that perspective. Narrative. So we touched upon the setting, and it's you know seven eight mm. years into Spider-Man's sort of journey. But outside of that part of it, you know where you go from mm. you know A to Z throughout the whole story. What did you make of this? I mean, it's never really something that perhaps people would focus on for a superhero game. It's more of a vehicle mm. to get you through all the interesting bits. But was there something more here that's actually semi-compelling for you to to sit down and enjoy? Yeah. I mean, I have to, it has to be said, I think it's a bit of a slow burn. Like mm. those, that first couple of hours, story-wise, is a bit, um, I wouldn't say bland, that's the wrong word, but it, it, it didn't hook me. But then once I started getting into it, and especially later in the game, I think the game's pretty good at winding characters and narratives and storylines in. And I really got attached to Peter's character, like, mm. I think that character is, and the character actor for it and everything is, is brilliant. Like mm. he's, he's a really, really good Peter Parker. Um, and then, yeah, the way that the MJ sort of ties in, I mean, I don't know whether we're going to s- discuss this later or whether we should have covered it under gameplay, but I'm going to touch on it now, but I don't like my least favorite part of this game was the stealth bits with MJ. Like sexist. I, and it, it's, I mean, it could—it didn't have to be of MJ, right? It could have been one, with anyone else. There's one with Miles but, that you do as well. So it's not just—it's not. It's, there's like one or two with yeah. Miles that you do. So it's any of these. Oh, I would blanket and say any of the moments where you're sort of not Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's instances where you're Peter Parker, which are fine. They—they're not as mechanically intrusive because they're not asking you to do trial and error stealth, like you're wandering yeah. around the lab or whatever. That's that's actually not too bad. Mm. But yeah, any of the stealth sections which mostly involve MJ, it has to be said, yeah. are I think universally disliked by, yeah. by I mean, almost I, everyone. I, I, I've probably set my stall out on this podcast many a times. Is that I don't like stealth anyway, mm. um, so I just don't like that genre of gameplay. But it's just such a. I mean, I get it because it's a change of pace, right? Like in principle, I can understand like they want to change it up, like, and I'm okay broadly with it, but. It's not even just a couple of times. It's probably five, six, seven, even maybe eight times when it, you're in a mission and you, you, you change over to MJ or or to Miles and you're a bit like, oh, I just want to just want this over with. something. Like, yeah. yeah, I just like, I, it, it, it's just, I just didn't like it. And, and, and they're okay. They're executed okay, like as stealth goes. Like, it's not like they're particularly bad, like, but they're just, when you've got Spider-Man there and you're playing Spider-Man, like, I want to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Like I don't want the change of pace, and I, especially not to stealth. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably my one big gameplay criticism. But like the overall story and the way that it plays through. I mean, I played obviously the whole game and then three bits of significant DLC, one after the other. Yeah. And I was I was surprised when I 
how well the story links in and how well I want to know what happens because I, mm. I didn't expect that of this game. I felt I thought it was going to be throwaway turt. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's it, and even you know, and even touching on Miles Morales's story in the, in the later games like that for me as well is is up there. Like, and I'm surprised around how well and how invested I am in the story arc. I wasn't expecting that of of this game. Yeah. And what's interesting is they tell, a, you know, a kind of a complete story through the main game. Then it's sort of a, not a separate story, but a, you know, another part of that and with yeah. different characters and whatnot. And yeah. they're clearly laying groundwork for future entries. And yeah. you know, I've seen a few of the trailers of Spider-Man 2 and perhaps we'll discuss a bit of that when Miles Morales is in the book. Mm. So sort of look forward to that. And... I'm like, it's, there's stuff they've not shown that it's linked into this first game where they were clearly setting up particular arcs. I'm like, I wonder how yeah. that's going to play in. They're showing me all this mm. new exciting stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but there's still some really compelling... Yeah. You know, I would say to everyone, to do all the side missions. Like, really, yeah. if you haven't played this game and you're thinking about doing it, similar to what me and you have around um, around getting yourself up to speed, then it's don't just play... I mean, at, least, at the very least, blast through it in the story mode. Yeah. But I think it's really worth exploring all of the side quests and, and everything as well. And that's not a, necessarily a hint. I just think it, they're, they're playable. Like, and yeah. they give you lore and background and expand on relationships and dynamics and things that you might not have really expected. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I found myself pretty much invested with most of the main characters in some way. Um so uh, yeah, it you know I, I I was pleasantly surprised at that. I, w- I would say. Yeah, the, my big annoyance with the side quests and other activities is that they're just not seamlessly blended into the game very well. And what I mean by that mm. is it'll unlock a side quest. All right, it's daytime. Sun shining, so because there's no there's no day there's no dynamic day night cycle in this. It doesn't happen mm. in real time. It changes when you get to particular story beats. <clears throat> mm. So unusually, the story dictates what what the weather and the time of day is. When you hit certain yeah. chapters, it will move along into nighttime. Anyway, very early on, it unlocks like one of the first side quests, and it's this some woman just in a park somewhere. You're like, oh, hey, what's going on? And then it changes to nighttime. I'm like, what? What's happened here? You go off and do the mission, and you think, "Oh, maybe it's that's what's going to that's going to be the trigger for the change of nighttime." Nope. As soon as you finish the quest, it goes back to daytime, and I'm like, "Right, what are we doing? Why is that a thing?" And this happens with Harry's research, um, little I don't know what they are, little activities and 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 things. They are they are consistently either daytime or nighttime only, and I don't know. It just it didn't feel blended into the experience which annoyed me i mean that is a ronnieism because most people yeah. won't give a shit but the fact that i was playing the game and it was i was having to like work around these stupid day day, day and night yeah. sort of changes in, in the end basically if i started something could it change the time i'll say well that's i'll go back to that later and i just had to wait until it was night time and then go and do it because <laughs> it's annoying me that much I honestly i don't know how you deal with ronnie he's such, <laughs> i mean i i noticed that but i was like the only other way to do this is to only allow certain activities at night and certain activities at day. And I think that would annoy me more that I can't just it, come past something and just do it. Or like, just don't tie the bloody mission to the... Why does it matter? So I was playing yeah, these yeah. and I was like, I don't see why this is at day. This is at night and why this is at day. 
Most yeah. of them. There's a couple. I was like, okay, it makes sense for that to be at yeah. night. But a lot of them, I was like, this could have just been done with any time of day. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the way in which it kind of rolls out and unlocks things as well is a little bit... To be honest, the main problem is in that third sort of act, if you call it, mm. there's um, that particular part of the game is so intense and, you know, breakneck yeah. speed that anything that unlocks during that time would feel... You know, I mm. talked about this with Final Fantasy 16. Like, you want to just... I'm trying to like role play what the priorities are. I suppose it's part yeah, of yeah. Peter's problem is being Spider-Man. You can't do everything, although it's a game, so you can do everything. I literally, it, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna disappear if I, if I don't do it. Other than those random crimes, so actually, I can do everything mm. that's important. I've got to make that choice, and yeah. um, it just felt like that that particular last sort of act and you know how that goes through just compounded this side quest thing. So I just leave a load of stuff until after the game. And yeah, then I was yeah. like, or after the main game, I should say. And I was like, does this now even make sense contextually? But again, it's Ronnie's, and most people are like, what are you talking about? It's not yeah, a concern. I mean, all right, there were things where it's kind of like, oh, I've got to get over and help someone so quickly. Mm. And I'll go, just going to do and clear down this area, and then I'll be right over there. So I can understand it, but my brain allows me to sort of just go, yeah. I'm just going to part that. Like, cause as far as I'm concerned, I go, well, it's my decision, and it's allowing me to have a clear down. Yeah. So, I will. And generally, my approach is is the same for every game. Like I'll clear down everything that's available before the next mission, or I'll go right. There's four bases around this map. I'm yeah. just going to go and wipe all those bases out, and then I'll go and do another story mode. Like yeah. that's the way that I'll kind of do it. So because I've already set my own pace out in my head, I kind of just go. I, I and I don't like people telling me how quickly I got to be or or anything like that. anyway. So I'll be <laughs> deciding that. Like yeah. you can say quickly, but I can prioritize. Like and I'll do that. So I'm broadly okay with it. But I can understand that, that there's no. It is. It's noticeable, as you mm. say, that things swap around and the day you're going in a minute. It's dark now, but I just go all right, fine. Like uh, that, that's it literally is a split second. Yeah. Um, but shame. it's a fair observation. Yeah, just get it more seamless. These sort of issues have been resolved elsewhere. And you know, part of it is because they they don't want the dynamic day and night. They want it to change when you hit the story beats. But mm. I don't know. Give me give me some downtime. It does give you downtime, but that's like you do like one random crime. Yeah, it's like, and you're like, well, yeah, that, that annoys me a little bit. I Let kind me, of wanted. I wanted a decision. I wanted to say I want to go and patrol, and then when you're ready, go yeah. to this point and say, all right, I want to continue the stories, and I've got yeah. as much time as I want to do it. Not just it dynamically saying after five minutes, right. Oh, I was calling me to go back to the lab. It's like no. Yeah. I'll go on, on patrol and then I'll go to the lab when I'm ready. I want of that twat fucking yeah. dictating to me that I need to get back and help him with his arms or whatever he's doing. Yeah, it is a complaint of mine is that they go right, go on patrol, and as you say, you'll do one random <laughs> uh, intercept a crime that isn't even one of the ones you're going to do. No. And then it's immediately chucking you back in. You go, well, I, this ain't patrol, is it? <laughs> no, I've done a lot here. Uh, I'd say five or six, but I know <laughs> it's a difficult thing for it to balance because some people might not want to be fucking waiting around for ages before they can get along with the story. So. Um, but as you say, thing. just word it in a way that says, come here when you're ready. Yeah. And then that could be now or within six side missions time or whatever, or after I've caught some pigeons or, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. like leave that up to me. Yeah, absolutely. Anything plus or minus that you wanted to say that we've not discussed? Any other thoughts that you've got about anything really to do with Spider-Man Remastered? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a plus and a minus, but there's a lot to do. Um mm. 
I mean, I your, think I like your the... clock was like 70 hours, wasn't it? Yeah, up 75 hours. I mean, I don't know was how much... Was that left on pause I... sometimes? Yeah, so oh, this okay. is what I was just about to say. I don't. That's not constant gameplay. It's probably a bit less than that. Um, probably just under 70 or something like that. Because there were times when I go, right, I just need a break here. And I'll just, rather than turning it off, I'll just pause it for half hour. Um, yeah. But I quite like like the J. Jonas Jameson podcast and radio piece that kind of comes into it yeah um because there's obviously no background filler sometimes so i think it does a good job of just filling some of the ambient noise and and a bit of backstory um but yeah i just think that the the whole package is is good uh there's very little i think to, to criticize it for other than some of the bits you've pulled out from from it there um so no, I don't think there's anything huge to to add on top of that. No, I will say for people, just in case they got scared off, like the, how long to beat's got it as a completionist around thirty five ish hours without the DLC. So, you know, Logan's pause in there may well have contributed a fair amount to that. I think mine came in at with the third when mm. I first started it, I already had forty hours logged, and that was hundred percent everything. So that's a like overkill. And I think when I left this one, I had sixty nine hours logged. So somewhere in that ballpark if you want to do everything there's, there's there is a lot there unusually i had quite a few technical issues with this and you didn't have any as far as i know which which no so this is the which strange is why thing. i can't kick it for it no of course not but i, I will so first off a small <laughs> thing this is not a technical thing this is another ronnieism that the amount of times that voice lines got cut off because i moved somewhere too quickly or i don't know i swung too far away from something or I got too near a crime and then it cut off the podcast I was listening to. That mm. infuriates me, that sort of stuff. I don't know why, but it just does. Like, you just finish a crime and I'm just about to swing away and then Peter's like, it just cuts off because you go 10 metres away. I'm like, oh, why? What are you guys playing at? Why, why do all this great work in the voice area to have it just cut off because you went too far away? So that was an annoyance, and that is another Ronnieism. But what's not a Ronnieism is the fact this game crashed completely. I would say over a dozen times. Now, at one point, Madness. at one point, that was partly me trying to figure out what was going on. At some point during the game, my I think my save got corrupted because I was going into the game, I was loading it, and probably within a minute, it was crashing no matter what I did. So something was so I had to reload an earlier save, which was about five minutes. It auto saves pretty recently. Every time you do a crime, every time you get a collectible, it'll auto save. So as long as you haven't been just swinging around doing nothing, you don't lose a great deal, other than distance, I guess, travelled. So anyway, I reload an earlier save, and I was like, right, I'm going to do my clear down that I wanted to do. Got about five minutes in, it crashed again, and I was like, right. I wonder if it's just this segment of the game's just balked on my end. So rather than do the side content, I went and did the, the story mission. And that was about probably, I'd say it was hour, maybe eight into the game. And it was completely fine up until like hour 36. After I'd finished everything, it crashed a couple of times in the post game. And I was just mopping up the very last yeah. sort of photos or collectibles, whatever I was doing. So that was just, it was just a weird experience. I've not had a game like that and obviously like if this was a more widespread issue it would have been found out i believe in like mm. reviews and whatnot but it's not to say that this could be an experience for someone they might run into the same issues where for whatever reason the games your saves corrupted the game's not working or and you have these issues 
like I said, you don't lose too much progress, but it is the, the cardinal sin. You don't have these games mm. crashing on you. Other thing, now, I, I worked around this and managed to just about save it, but in one of those bases, there was an enemy stuck inside a container. He couldn't get out. I couldn't, I couldn't use my powers on him. I had to punch him through the wall in the end. And I was like, what is... And that happened twice. And I was a bit like... Where are these cracks appearing from? I don't remember this yeah. the first time ha- going through it. I remember mm. remastered that definitely happened once where someone got stuck in a in an area where I couldn't get them like, to restart the base yeah. and I was fucking fuming because I'd got the side mm. difficult bonus objectives. Yeah. But need to say you didn't have any of those issues. Uh, or- well, I'm just going to so, say, I can't remember if it was, it was in miles, but I had one that got stuck in the back so that you know the lorry's open and they come out the yeah, back of the lorry he didn't I had one of the heavies stuck. he got stuck in the back but yeah, I could you could punch um, him still, still uh, it was Miles because I was using one of his gadgets that oh, happened okay. in Miles but I did have one that I remember where like one of the enemies in one of the bases got stuck in between like a barrel and something else I could still see it was stuck yeah um, but he did get stuck there somehow so yeah. it happened once where an enemy got stuck but that yeah. was all that's just but a, no crashes no but that those two things really just that was just an unusual level of scruffiness that i wouldn't expect mm. from a from many sony first party games and also not from the insomniac who typically do good work and given how far into this game you know we talk about how complete it is there's no more real patches mm. going on i was surprised to see that and maybe I got mm. unlucky, but I think it'd be disingenuous to ignore that and say that couldn't happen to someone else because it absolutely could. Mm. Um, so worth bringing up. But, you know, overall, enjoyable experience. But just be wary that that can happen because um, it's happened to me. Gaming gallery time. What yeah. are you going to do with Spider-Man Remastered then? Is it going in? Is it going out? Yeah, I mean, it definitely gets in. Oh. Can you imagine? Nope. Close uh, the door. Sorry. Goodbye. So you got your choice of awarding it a, a platinum, gold, silver or bronze seal of approval, as I like to describe yeah. this. Where is Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5 going to go for you? So for me, I'm going to stick it in gold. That's Excellent. where it goes for me. I think it's it's yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Liked pretty much everything about it. Got a little bit tired, but that's probably partly my fault. <laughs> so yeah, as I say, had no technical issues that I can really talk to. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Can go in there. Excellent. So I'm gonna go for. This is purely for those technical issues of bronze. Now, yeah. it slid down the rankings. The original <laughs> time I reviewed it, Spider-Man got a gold. Yeah. Remastered in 2020, <laughs> got a silver, and now it's fallen to the lowly bronze. It's not a lowly... <laughs> oh, it's just the, the bronze yeah. is a respectable area to be operating yeah. in, but that is a bit of a downgrade. It's purely for those technical issues. And given yeah. how severe they actually were, like the fact that it kept crashing, I was like, at one point, I was like, I may have to restart this altogether. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd be fuming if that happened. I yeah. mean, it, it goes to show you the range of gameplay you can have. Like, you yeah. can, I, I, I don't stick things in gold lightly. No. And, um, you know, I toyed with silver, but it, I really did 
you know, for me to sit there and stay and do a hundred percent and yeah. platinum it, like I didn't do that for God of War. That so tells the story. It tells the story. Um, but yeah, it's it's strange. You had so many issues. We played it, and we even checked that we had it on the same settings. You and I, and we did yeah. like yeah. graphically and everything. So really, quite odd. Yeah, it was it was a bit of an odd one. Like it, it almost disappeared throughout. You know. Mm. The, from from that point onwards, and they just sort of reappeared right at the end when I was literally about like one minute away from putting the controller down, finishing up my yeah. last bit of tour, and then that happened. I was like, mm. Jesus. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I still think it's a great game. I'd rec- if you've not played it, just I would recommend it. Obviously, if you don't like Spider Man, then fine. If you, if you don't like Marvel, <laughs> I'd say even if you don't like the MCU stuff, there's no nothing to worry about it because it's not really it doesn't feel like an MCU type game. It feels just like a Spider Man. It's, not like it's just a good it's just game. A good, yeah. It's a fun game. Yeah. Like it's just fun to play. Um, you know, it's a boon, obviously, if you're if you're into your your superhero and Marvel stuff. But it's just in its own right a good game. It's in its own right a good story. Like I think it's just a shame that you, I think that you've had those technical issues. And I wonder as well if there's an element where, as with most things, like when you go back to it a second time and a third time like you notice some things that you perhaps didn't on your first time and mm. you know you've obviously had some unfortunate uh, I say unfortunate hopefully they're unfortunate but you've had some technical issues that have soured your experience but other than that it's probably a silver again um, yeah it would have yeah, I mean, been close it probably may have even been a gold again I mean it's, not, gold. it's yeah. just the enjoyment yeah. I definitely enjoyed it just when when those issues mm. come up it's, it's, yeah. other games may well have been put out of the gallery for that that level of yeah. sin. But, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I don't no, say it lightly, uh, yeah. but no. it was just like this one hour of like frustration I had where mm. I was just trying to figure out how to fix it. And then once that yeah. seemed to clear, I didn't have, like I said, an issue until the, the bitter end. So yeah, sort of beware of that. And I tried reinstalling the game as well, thinking that might solve it. Didn't. You know, mm. I did try all these, done all this stuff. And in the end, it's just a case of getting towards that story mission yeah. just, and just moving the world on. It seemed to, resolve it but strange goings on at Insomniac still like I said Marvel Spider-Man Remastered a great game and one that I would mm. recommend playing if you get a chance a gold seal of approval from Logan and a bronze seal of approval from me but I think that about wraps up this episode of Idle Game Chat so nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da <laughs> This was a Dimp Digital production.